Those poor shepherds didn't know if they were going or coming. They were outcasts. In the first century, the Jewish shepherds literally on the fringe of society. But what they did, caring for the lambs, those that would be used for the Passover feasts, was essential to the society as well. They were there on the hillside, and an angel came to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Amazing. But then they were struck with fear. The announcement comes, be not afraid, but then, not just an angel, the heavenly host, it said last night, but more literally in our language, an army of angels. How could they not be afraid? In fact, the one response through the scriptures when an angel comes is fear. Think not of the cute little angel at the top of our manger scene. And then, receiving this good news, they, like Mary to the hill country, they from the hill country to Mary, Joseph, and the infant lying in the manger make haste. They're coming and then go to share that good news to Bethlehem and the region. All who heard it were amazed by what was told to them by the shepherds. But then, one of you shared with me this year a beautiful reflection of the shepherd's prayer, pondering what happened after that. Because we know all too well Herod's jealousy, his bitterness, his desire for power and the destruction of this newborn king, and thus the slaughter of the innocents, all the newborn male children of the region. So, as this author proposed, those shepherds were thought of as harbingers of terror and fear, and again, even more so than ever, the outcasts of society, going and coming from honor to lowliness, from lowliness to honor. So I propose, on this holy Christmas day, in the midst of this year of so much confusion and mixed messages and anxiety, I propose that we who can feel likewise so often can look to the going and coming of Christmas for the hope for which we long. It was a few years back now that my sister was getting married. And many of you married folk remember some of the turmoil in the days leading up to that beautiful day. Well, we were right in the midst of it at the Stitt household down in Crown Point when somehow, through the marvels of stupidity or distraction, we locked ourselves out of the house. (laughs) You can just imagine in all the things that have to happen right now, the one place we want to be, the one place we need to be, we're locked out of. And we just looked absurd trying to figure out which neighbor We'd given a key to, or what relative could come and let us in most quickly when my brother-in-law, soon-to-be brother-in-law, really shone. He snuck around the house with no fanfare at all, leapt up to a part of the garage roof that he could grab. He's now a professional firefighter. This is just his cup of tea. Pulled himself up, up to the rooftop, to the top of the porch, literally, to the top of the wall, and through a window 
sneaking his way into the house to let us in. Now, of course, this is a reminder for us of that great St. Nicholas and his generosity all the way back from the fourth century, sneaking gold into the homes of children who were so destitute. It also should remind us of the way that the Lord comes to us day in and day out in the Holy Eucharist, so subtle, such little fanfare under the form of bread and wine. And also it reminds me of the acts of charity that you, that we perform, most obviously and immediately the the Christmas meal that's being prepared to be shared with those hungry and lonely in our community this morning. No fanfare. Subtle. Sneaking in the back door. And so it reminds us of Christmas. For just like a silent snow or freezing rain coming down upon the earth in its gentleness, this babe was born in a manger, in a dark corner of the Roman Empire, the babe who was the bridegroom, Jesus, the co-eternal Son of the Father. He entered the world in quiet, yes, to save us from our sins, to save Mary and Joseph, to save both the shepherds and the kings, to save the patriarchs and the prophets, and yes, you and me. He comes in the back door, nay, through a back second floor window in what would be considered an impossible task. But back to Scott, my now brother-in-law. He, the bridegroom, snuck into the house for one reason alone, not to be a cat burglar, but to bring his bride in. And he knew better than to try to get Karen to follow his path. We stits are not naturally athletic. It would have been foolhardy for him to try to get her on the roof. No, he went through the house and threw open the doors for his bride and for all those that she loved. And my friends, that is why we call this day holy. Not just because a babe was born so many years ago, but because that babe is the bridegroom who opens up the gates to his kingdom for us, the church, his bride. You know how they say that March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb? I propose that Christmas does just the opposite. It comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion. Is there any wonder we call him the Lamb of God and the Lion of Judah? Last Christmas, the unthinkable happened as someone was coming into church. You're probably aware of it. We've had the problems with those, those bricks. And as this gentleman was ascending the steps to the church, one of the bricks popped and fell and landed on him. People joke about these things happening. Oh, if I go to church, it'll crumble on me. Well, it actually happened to this guy. Happily, it was just a a small piece of a brick, and he was fine. But of course, that was the last straw that led to our major construction work here over this summer and fall. 
As we did so, you know, we had to close the, the center doors, which seemed like a very simple, practical matter to solve. We, we just had to open the side doors. No worries there. But in the midst of it, I learned something important. There's a reason we have three doors. And no, it's not just for pragmatism and just in case there's a, a brick issue. Look at ancient architecture. You see it in the Ark of Constantine in Rome. You see it modeled in the Arc de Triomphe of Napoleon or in church facades to this day, like St. Patrick's down in New York or our beautiful cathedral in Ogdensburg or, yes, right here, those three doors were reminders to us of an ancient caste system. Whenever there was a great door in the center, that was only for the king and perhaps those he would bring with him. When the king would approach the gate or go out through it, that was his door. He didn't have to deal with all the rest of y'all. We'd have to sneak in the sides, whether shepherds or kings. No, the king himself, the king of kings, could enter there. And so it is that when we gather in this place, as we hear in our second reading today, sharing in the life of Christ through the waters of baptism, we share in his dignity as heirs of his kingdom. So yes, he comes in like a lamb, but shares in going out like a lion. We bust through those doors, sons and daughters of his, heirs to his kingdom. My friends, in all of the comings and goings of this day, of this year, and especially for all of those of us who feel at times like we don't know if we're going or coming, we take hope in this day when God, who became man, even less than a shepherd, invites us to go out like kings, even greater than the Magi.